Hey everyone, it's Aaliyah Henry, and you're listening to The Aaliyah Henry Show. Expect to hear insightful interviews and panel discussions covering community, entrepreneurship, health, and women's empowerment. Don't miss out. Keep listening. The Aaliyah Henry Show is up next. Thank you to our sponsors for episode 10, The Henry Group, The Christopher Quinn Group, and Tawny Haynes Apparel. Hey everyone, after 18 months of being in business for myself, I'm excited to jump into another episode to discuss my entrepreneurial journey with my guest co-host, Elton Taylor. So don't go anywhere, it's up next on The Aaliyah Henry Show. Hi, welcome to the Aaliyah Henry Show. I'm Elton Taylor, and I am guest hosting this episode of the podcast. And I have the amazing pleasure of putting Aaliyah on the hot seat. (laughs) So for the next 30 minutes or so, you all get to hear us cut up and talk about some things. It'll be a very interesting discussion, I believe, because we just have fun all the time, right? We sure do. We sure do. And thank you for for being my host and putting me in the hot seat. I know we... People ask some questions of, of, of what is Aaliyah like and all that other good stuff. And I'm, I'm sure you've got a few. So I'm, I, I will do my best to answer those questions for you today. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> well, we're excited, you know, that you allowed us to do this. And we're, of course, excited that everyone is listening in um, and watching as well on social media. So um, let's just jump into it and, um, and see where we go. Um, so... You know, in kind of learning more about you, your vision for your business, the Henry Group, you know, with Mm -hmm. us working together and me now being part of the THG team, um, I've never really heard you speak a lot about what gave you that desire. Like, I know you've always had an entrepreneurial spirit Mm -hmm. about you and you've shared before in previous episodes about how you just always kind of saw yourself eventually having something of your own. But going from taking your expertise in the nonprofit space and then also in the for-profit sector and say, okay, now I want to go and pivot in this direction. Kind of give us a little bit of, you know, the backstory on how that came to be. Wow. There's so many uh, different scenarios that have kind of really led me up to this point. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will tell you, I think the biggest thing was fear. Mm. Um, and so, you know, oftentimes there are things that we want to do in our lives. Um, we, we may know that we have the skills. We may, it may be the right time. You may have the right of money saved up, um, but it's fear. So I, I want to start off by saying a lot of me not doing the business full-fledged early on was fear. Um, I will say some of the things that really allowed me or that I've always wanted to do is have a business. I've always seen other people do it, Mm -hmm. Um, successful business owners, um, thinking about people who travel the world, um, who get to have those experiences. And I've always been one of those same persons. I I wanna Mm -hmm. be able to have, enjoy, 
a good life. Of course. Um, and so, but not at the cost of someone else. Mm-hmm. And so I think it took me a long time to build the courage, build all the skill sets that I felt I needed mm-hmm. to do it. Well, in actuality, I realized that you have to do things before you're ready. Yes. And so, and sometimes if you don't, I mean, you could be waiting forever. Exactly. You know? And so, um, a couple of things that really kind of pushed this business into place were two things. Um, I had my son late in life, later, and I felt that I missed some things because I was always really involved in my work. And not to say that he still has never, I mean, he's always been a part of what I'm doing. Um, but I just wanted a little bit more. I wanted more time. I wanted time off the road. Mm-hmm. I have commuted for the last 17 years. Mm-hmm. And I found that my time was really valuable. Yes. And so Absolutely. I felt like um, those were the things that really kind of led up. So having the time to be mom and have a family and doing my work, but then also having work that was impactful, fun, um, convenient, and really mine. And then just working for myself and working as hard um, for me, just as I was doing for someone else. And I would say the changing factor in in my life um, was my trip to India Mm. in 2017. And I was so nervous about going there. Mm-hmm. Um, I had probably every bad dream that you could think of oh, from like, I'm going to get there and then we're going to get lost and never be able to be found again <laughs> to I'm not going to understand the language. Right. Um, they're not going to understand me. And then, of course, just the um, American, non-American um thought process of, are they going to even accept who we are? And so, um, I will tell you, it was far the best experience of my life. Wow. And life-changing for sure. Definitely. The culture from, from the food to the culture, to the people, um, to having the opportunity to see and be in the city of New Delhi Uh, to visit Agra, um, to travel into some of the surrounding cities where we were then doing Mm -hmm. some work uh, with our studies. Um, It was just amazing, just amazing. But one of the things that I realized there while I was there, there were so many people Mm -hmm. who were business owners. And we went into markets where we saw people doing uh, paper Mm-hmm. making paper and making journals to um, selling fresh fruits mm-hmm. um, and scarves and making mm-hmm. uh, fashion and design. And uh, it was interesting. A couple of the guys while we were there had suits made in wow. the time that we were there, custom made suits. Amazing. And I, I had an opportunity to think like they are living their dream. Yes. Some of them. And in in a space where we would maybe think, oh, it's not enough. Mm -hmm. It's not big enough. The homes aren't large enough. Mm -hmm. Um, My car doesn't 
isn't a Mercedes or any things like that. And I saw real people living their life, Mm -hmm. having their businesses, taking care of their families and just enjoying it. And I had an opportunity to meet an entrepreneur there. We actually kept in touch um, and still keep in touch today um, who started uh, his career there in India, Mm -hmm. came to America, was here about 10 to 15 years, worked for a Fortune 500 company in the tech field and went home. Hmm. Went home to start his business there as an entrepreneur, very successful. And I was just blown away. I was blown away by his story, his spirit, and the opportunity for us to be in his space, to see his business. Wow. Um, I think he, at the time, had employed about 45 people. Okay. Um, and it was amazing. Hmm. And so with that, the thoughts of coming back here and knowing yeah. you can do this. Mm-hmm. And that really was the, the, the turning point for me to say, and even if it failed, it's okay. Right. I still did it and I still tried it. So that was the, the point for me to come home and just say it's time and put that plan in place. That's that. I mean, that's an amazing story. And I, and I don't think I've ever heard you (laughs) um, really talk about that trip. I I remember when you went, but uh, we never really got a chance to converse about that. And so that's amazing. And it's like, that's the heart of the entrepreneurial spirit. Yeah. You know, taking what you have and doing something with it, monetizing it. And it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, you have the C-suite office. It doesn't mean that you're driving the biggest car, living in the most palatial home, but you have the opportunity to contribute to the world and and the lives of the people around you with what you have, what giftedness mm-hmm. you have, whether that is making handcrafted journals or yeah. you know sewing custom suits uh, or selling you know fresh produce. It's something that you have a, a natural skill set for, an inclination for, and being able to build a life you know from that. I think is really more gratifying than mm-hmm. just you know getting a degree in uh, a field of study that is popular or high paying and getting another you know getting a job and and climbing the corporate ladder and I think you kind of get to that point where it's like I've done this I'm not necessarily the happiest I think I could be mm-hmm. and so if I willing to exhibit that bravery and that courage that you talked about to do something different to, yeah. you know, to try something that says, you know, okay, this is really me. This mm-hmm. is really something that speaks to my existence and who I am. And let's see if it works. Yeah. I think I realized too, that, um, success is what you think. Mm-hmm. It's not what everyone else That's thinks. Good. And I feel that I am now living that truth. Mm. Like I am okay with it. I enjoy being home um, when my son walks through the door. Mm-hmm. I enjoy being able to, you know, obviously be, with different projects, sometimes I'm not there. But the majority of time, I am, I'm not having to do the hardcore traveling back and forth. I realize I don't like 
the commuting part mm-hmm. of it. I just really didn't. <laughs> and so I just don't want that as a part of my day. And right. I really enjoy being able to be intentional and be present. Mm-hmm. And success for me looks like having enjoyable work, yes. working with incredible people, and making an impact. Mm-hmm. And if that's on a smaller scale, if that's not in that big C-suite office, mm-hmm. um, or in the glorify title roles, then it's okay. Right. Um, because at the end of the day, I'm in my truth, I'm loving it, my family is taking care of it, we're yes. well, and that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. It really is, it's all that matters. And, and, and that's great when you can have that perspective and say, you know, mm-hmm. this is all that matters because I think that really downgrades that fear that you were talking about mm-hmm. earlier on and just trying to get over that hump of, okay, I'm going to go ahead and stop making excuses and launch out with what I have, you know, yeah. saying that what I have is enough. Yeah. And I think too, we, we have this mindset of, well, I was making X amount of dollars doing this. And one of the things that I think I learned really quickly um, is to look at the value of what you are making Mm -hmm. and do the same thing within your business. Okay. Um, Because one of the things, and and, you know, there's a lot of different models to how you figure that out Mm -hmm. um, from down to looking at the services you provide and how many services do you need. And what at what cost do those services need right. to be? And then really simultaneously put making a plan to do that. Um, it's it's the way it works in real life. Mm-hmm. It's the way it works in your own it's in your own business, uh, wherever you are. Whether you work for um, a retail mm-hmm. uh, store and or manufacturer, or you work for the big corporate box. Mm-hmm. So it you know it all works the same. What you've got to be able to do is figure out what is the right combination. Mm-hmm. And that's where sometimes we get stuck. It's still a challenge for me mm-hmm. because in year one, I killed it. Mm-hmm. Financially did well. Um, I was working a lot. Right. And then I had to switch, pivot, mm-hmm. and take a look at what I was doing and just kind of revamp it, whether it was the services, um, what services was I, what was I providing? And um, I learned early on uh, within that first year that I also had to hire and I had to hire a sub to help me the first, uh, that within like my first five months, which I wasn't anticipating. Right. <laughs> because certain projects require more people. Exactly. And so what you thought you could do with just yourself really looked a little bit different. And so I think in terms of seeing those challenges, Mm -hmm. those are still my day-to-day challenges. I still struggle with trying to figure out what that correct balance is. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm enjoying being able to look at the work, look at the services, find out what I really enjoy doing well, Mm -hmm. Um, find out you know, and, and now I'm, I'm being pulled in, into some new spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, next year here, I'll be working on a couple other projects that I didn't know I'd be doing. Yeah. Um, but certainly you, you get those opportunities and you jump into those mm-hmm. and those are great. And it gives me an opportunity to now continue to build out the team. So for me, it's exciting. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really exciting even within those challenges. 
um, of entrepreneurship because it's not easy. Right. It, it looks really easy um, on the surface. I, I get a, a couple of email boxes um, in my uh, in my uh, there, there's a Facebook my one of my Facebook accounts where a couple of people who follow me you know are like oh my gosh just make it look so easy it's not mm-hmm. and you know don't it get me not. wrong I have those challenging days I have those days that I'm like oh my goodness do I really want to get out of bed or mm-hmm. should I just you know try yeah so <laughs> you kind of you kind of think about it um, not coming out. Pull those covers up. And, um, but you know, it's, it's a part of the business Mm -hmm. and you're going to have those days. And every time I have that day, I think about, it's the same day that I had when I was working in corporate. And it's the same one of those days that I had when I was working in the nonprofit sector. So it's all the same. It's just a different space and how you respond to it. And so I'm just learning to. Um, look at those different struggles and mm-hmm. figure out how to pivot. That's the best part is mm-hmm. that you're kind of responsible. So right. you can make that decision mm-hmm. or you can go to the um, to your squad and mm-hmm. say, hey, I've got a problem. Um, I'd like to get your advice on it. Of course. And so I think that those, and I use those tools and resources all mm-hmm. the time. And so I think it's important to have people around you that are smarter than you if you are the smartest Definitely. person in the room, then you're in the wrong room. <laughs> and I, I really do. I feed off of uh, the energy of others. Mm-hmm. I feed off of ideas of others. I like to share. I am one of those persons that shares ideas because mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with, I, I don't think about the competition as being right. my competition. There's enough business for people to do everything. So I don't mind sharing an idea because the way I do it may not be the way someone exactly. else does it. And um, so for me, sometimes it's good to share your ideas because as you're talking things through and you're looking at those processes, you might decide, hmm, mm-hmm. I don't really like that. And that's what's really good about it. And Because when you're talking to yourself, it all sounds great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, we'll do but that. when we'll you do talk that. it yeah. through with others... Mm-hmm. Sometimes people ask you those tough questions that you're not asking yourself. Exactly. So it's extremely helpful, I do think, to talk about those ideas that you have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, and, and it's and it's interesting because hearing you talk about just the the adaptation mm-hmm. of the entrepreneurial life, and I know as you've coached me and getting things out because I'm still extremely new into this. I haven't hit six months into this life of working for myself mm-hmm. or being an independent contractor and having those, I don't want to say tough conversations, but really the, the challenging conversations about, okay, what do you have that is a value and how, what is that mix for you? Um, it has really opened my eyes to seeing, you know, not just what I can do, mm-hmm. but of all the things that I can do, what is what is the value of those services and products? But then also, um, how how efficiently I can produce. Yeah. Um, you know, am I going to need more people? Is it something that I can do by myself? Is it something that you know, if I do it by myself? 
um, it's going to drain me. It's going to require more exactly. out of me. And then I'm not going to be able to give the best version of myself. And so seeing your journey, and I think that's one of the things that has been very, um, very beneficial for me is even though you may not have been in this journey for a long time, mm -hmm. you've already gone where I'm trying to go. And so I've learned so much from just watching your experience. And oh, I'm sure the well, same has been thank you. With, yeah, yeah, I mean, with I you. You have learned people, a lot from you as well. Yeah. Well, and even the people who just you, you looked at as you launched, you know, mm -hmm. people who kind of coached and mentored you along the way. What has um, that experience been like for you? I mean, like, like you're speaking to yeah. someone who's less than six months into this journey, like myself and, you know, kind of going back in your mind to that point with mm -hmm. your journey. I have always been really blessed to have a mentor, mm -hmm. um, in my life. Probably I've had a couple of mentors over the last 20 years mm -hmm. and women who were very, um, open, honest, um, and really just laid it out. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I, I appreciated that because it allows you to stay humble, number one, mm -hmm. um, because there were a lot of things that um, I did very early on in my career mm -hmm. that were like, no, you can't, this, you can't talk that way. You can't, yeah. you know, you can't approach the situation like that. Mm -hmm. um, you need to, you know, pivot, switch the attitude, lose right. the attitude, all that. Mm -hmm. I mean, but without that mentorship over those years, it really um, would not allow me to help mentor others, number one, mm -hmm. but then also make those changes in the shifts. Now, as I became really mature into my roles, when I started to have a coach just three years ago, mm -hmm. um, really changed the game for me mm -hmm. because then your coach is really about what is it that you're trying to do? Mm -hmm. How can we help you get there? What are the things that you're seeing? How can you, um, uh, look at the goals, you know, and really somebody who's staying accountable as well right. with you as you're along the way. Um, and really someone to talk it through. I just, remembered hearing people say, you're really good at X, Y, Z. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you're a connector, Aaliyah. You are great with connecting people. You're great with marketing and branding and um, all of those things. And I didn't see that. I, I, I will tell you, I would never, I was like, what? <laughs> like you're, no, that's not. And I've always enjoyed, like I grew up, watching Oprah and um, many journalists who I love and admire, Lester Holt, um, so many amazing people. And I've always wanted to be in that seat somewhere, mm. sometimes in the background mm -hmm. to kind of see how it all works. But then also sometimes just being at that chair, having those conversations, you know, Barbara Walters, remember when, um, uh, she, I think, had uh, interviewed Princess Diana, and I loved Princess Diana growing up, too. And I just always thought, gosh, I want to be able to sit across from somebody and just have a cool conversation. Mm -hmm. And But I never really thought of that as being, like, 
something that I would do. I mean, I just thought it was cool. Yeah. And so I think as I got older and realized the maturity of myself and, and all the skill sets that I had been doing, why not? Right. <laughs> you know, what do I got to lose? Right. Um, you know, and if I continue to wait, then I may never have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I think we live in a time where there's so many different things. There's opportunities. There's oh really gosh. not any place you can't get an answer. Mm-hmm on the how to, the what ifs, that kind of stuff. Um, I spent time asking people to shadow. I got some yeses and some nos. Mm -hmm. Um, I talked to other consultants Mm -hmm. um, and people who didn't know me so that they could really talk to me about their experience. Because I didn't want that fluffy, oh yeah, well I I easily um, replaced my six figures and had a great you know, experience. No, I want to know the good, the bad, and the ugly. Exactly. And I remember even having a cult consultant saying, you know, he made like six figures one year and then the next year, like one of his biggest clients like totally tanked and he didn't have a plan. Wow. He, so he had no backup plan. Mm-hmm. So he's like, so the first thing and write this down, you know, and mm-hmm. I'm like, got my journal <laughs> and I'm writing stuff down as he, he said in a time where I focused on one service model yes he said i wish i had a couple of different service Mm. models because what he learned is he put all of his eggs in one basket yes and when that fell through for him he struggled getting back and then he had to kind of recreate himself as he was moving forward so and so it was it was interesting to hear him and then as i started interviewing other people i got other stories that I could really kind of pull together to um, decide on when I started the Henry Group. Actually, I, I took a little bit of what everybody was yeah, saying, of course. and I did start in three buckets. You know, organizational strategy, which I love mm-hmm. because I like dissecting businesses, problems, and being able to re-implement um, processes mm-hmm. and procedures. I'm right. good at that. I love it. Mm-hmm. Love to feed on that kind of stuff. Um, and then, of course, fundraising and development, which mm-hmm. has been my baby for the last, I guess, 10 years, 12 mm-hmm. years. And then, of course, the marketing and the social media and the, um, the strategies behind marketing. Yeah. I love that. And so I think where I may have started just doing one thing, mm-hmm. I was really glad that I did right. a few. Because now it's just pivoting. It's evolving. And I'm bringing people in to, you know, um, work within this different buckets yes. of business so that I am now being able to help coach, mm-hmm. um, being able to be a leader, yes. but then being able to be in the work and doing the work that I'm enjoying. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, this has just been all, all great because you know, I think it's giving the audience uh, a, a more comprehensive view <laughs> of yeah. of Aaliyah Henry. They see you on social media, you know, they listen to the podcast, they watch the podcast. And so um, now, you know, we've got you in the hot seat. <laughs> and so 
you had to answer some questions. And so we're getting ready to wrap this interview up uh, <laughs> because we have met our time limit, limit. But what I want to encourage you all to do who are listening and watching is if you all want to hear more from Aaliyah and see more episodes with her talking about her experience and where she's come from and just sharing all of those various lessons that she's learned in entrepreneurship and, and leadership and development, um, comment. <laughs> subscribe and comment comment so and subscribe yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh, and feedback. don't be afraid to ask those questions send mm -hmm. them to my inbox I know I, I get flooded with lots of mm -hmm. um, messages and questions I can't try to answer them all um, can't get to them mm -hmm. as fast as I would like um, and sometimes I have people answer them for me but again you know um, the only way you will know how to get the answers that you want to move forward is to ask. And yep. you may hear for every no, you may hear seven yeses. And for every, you know, for seven more no's, then you may get that one right yes. Mm -hmm. But you've got to be able to talk things through. Yes. Absolutely. And ask the right questions. You're never going to know what the perfect time, right. uh, what the perfect business is. You just have to align your passion and your skill sets with things that you're interested in. But also don't be afraid to listen to others and listen to your gut. You know, some people say, why did you make that decision? I was like, I don't know. I just listened to my gut. It's it. My gut was like, yes, yes, yes. yes, yes, yes. Sometimes you just go with it. And I also think in business, it's all risky. Mm -hmm. So you got to be willing to take a take risk. risk. Mm -hmm. So, you know, everything's not going to always work the well. But it's okay. It's okay. You just stay agile and you keep moving mm -hmm. and you keep trying. And so, um, you know, happy to hear from from any of you, uh, you know, and always, uh, you know, keep in touch. But the biggest thing is to subscribe, like, and follow the Aaliyah Henry Show, the Aaliyah Hen or the Henry Group as well. Absolutely. So with that being said, we're going to end, end this episode of the Aaliyah Henry Show. Again, I am Elton Taylor, an independent consultant with the Henry Group here, guest interviewing, of course, the host of the Aaliyah Henry Show. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Aaliyah Henry, the founding CEO of the Henry Group. Um, and we'll see you all next time right here on the Henry Show. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Aaliyah Henry Show. Remember, be bold enough to use your voice, brave enough to listen to your heart, and strong enough to live the life you've always imagined. See you next time.